<clears throat> Deep Shot Podcast, episode 105. Um, whatever happens. Uh, number five, Blake Bortles. Yeah, shout-outs to the kid. We're finally retiring. Um, yeah. I was looking, I was playing Madden another day, and he's still on there, and like he was like, in the MVP race. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? He's got to be sitting at like a 65 overall. Yeah, no, he's no like 66 overall. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say, no. I just beat it. He beat, just beat what I thought he was. Um, all right. Episode 105. No Jake. Um, the World Series is now underway. We've seen, or not underway, but it's, it's it'll start on Friday. It's what we're going to start the show off with. Um, the Phillies and the and the Astros, just like we all predicted at the beginning of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the Phillies absolutely. Uh, I mean, it looked like the Padres definitely could have won. You know, games three, four, and five, or you know, maybe more four and five at one point. Um, but the Phillies just, I mean, they they won't stop hitting. They they are hitting bombs all over the place. Bryce Harper had a you know, moment uh, that will probably define his career um, for a long time. And the Phillies literally just give you that magic that the Braves had. The Brave, the, you feel that the Braves had last year, except for it was the Braves, you know, fight until the end to win the division, get in there and do all this stuff. While the Phillies, um, while the Braves and Mets all year had this huge beef about who was going to win in the NL East, little did we know it was going to be the Phillies sitting at the six seed, the first time we've ever had six in the playoffs and the MLB and the six seed makes it to the world series. Um, on the other side, the Astros just do the Astros. So they haven't lost a game in the playoffs yet. Absolutely smoked the Yankees. Um, and ninth when something I think we all thought was going to happen, uh, lining up for their second straight world series appearance. Um, what are just initial thoughts, Caleb? Um, I think, it really pains me to think that the Braves are not going to be here. I don't know why. I guess it's just us being dumb fans. But, you know, I know the World Series is probably one of the toughest places to arrive back to two years in a row. And just to not even be able to experience any kind of, like, going to the battery for the NLCS game. I mean, I I just did not see it any other way than us playing the Dodgers uh, last round and seeing just duking out so he was going to go to the freaking the, the show. But... <laughs> Uh, here we are watching the absolute little brother of the division go to the World Series, hot as a pistol. Bryce Harper, like you said, can't stop hitting. Reese Hoskins can't stop hitting. Real Muto is playing unreal. The whole team, Schwarber, I mean, you go top to bottom. I mean, we've known they've had a good lineup. But you're talking about a team that fired their manager in the yeah. middle of the year, and they're in the World Series. It is unbelievable how hot and that they are. Joe Girardi is on MLB Network working these games after every game, having to talk about the Phillies and the World Series. He was in that clubhouse four months ago. It is unbelievable to me that that is exactly where they've arrived. But um, uh, listen, man, I, I said it last week, and I'm going to keep, keep saying it. That wild card round really, really, like the Phillies were really hot at the end of the at the last month of baseball. And then they got the wild card round, didn't have to stop playing. The Braves were. You know, winning 114 game pace, we had to stop playing, take a little all star break, and you know, we get bounced. But 
the conversation should not be about the Phillies. The conversation should be about the Astros going back to the World Series four times in six years. Okay, now we cheat. They cheated their way to two of them at least. We know, but this is incredible. Like you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to go on dynasty runs in baseball. Baseball is supposed to be a weird sport where it's different every year, and they found a way to show up every year, and they have not lost a game this postseason. No, and it looked like, and even like you go back to game one against the Mariners where they were down so much and they just battled in Jordan Alvarez with the walk off. And ever since then, and then the 18 inning game against the Mariners where they won one to nothing. I mean, it's just, um, and then even the Yankees, I mean, the Yankees had, you know, a few games there where it looked like they were going to be able to steal some and they, they couldn't, they couldn't even get one in the Bronx. So, um, yeah, it's incredible that, that this is the matchup. I mean, a lot of people had the Astros come out. I don't think many people had the Phillies coming out. I mean, you go back to the Phillies down two nothing, go into the top of the ninth against the Cardinals, um, and then having a six run inning to jump start it and then eventually sweep them and then everything they've done since. So, um, props to them. Do you think they're going to win the World Series? The Phillies. I've got the Strohs. I think the Strohs got better pitching. Like, they are absolutely loaded to the T's with arms. Um, I heard somebody say it best. The, 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 like, the Astros have got the Cy Young Award winner probably in Verlander, who is old as hell. He's unbelievable. He's throwing anchors up there at the plate. People can't hit him. And then Fremer Valdez is an ace, and he's just the number two guy. He's just having fun over there. So... Um, I, I definitely think the Strohs are going to handle this one. I, I expect it rather quickly. I just don't think the Phillies are going to be able to keep hitting these dudes because they're not. Like you look at the, okay, look at the pitchers that the Phillies have really been through. If you think about it, okay, in the Cardinal series they got Wainwright, Flaherty. Okay, and then they when they get to us they get Max Fried's worst day of the year. They get Charlie. They got and it not like it was right. just yeah. I mean he's a He's the most wingest pitcher this year, but a lot of those games are because we have a fucking hellacious offense and just stop hitting. And then you get to this last series, Joe Musgrove, you Darvish, um, you know, I mean, those, those are the arms you're getting. You're not seeing this action coming out of the bat, bullpen. You're not seeing Christian uh, Javier. You're not seeing all these dudes, man. That, that It's unbelievable how deep Houston's – arms and the bullpen dude is crazy and if you got Jordan Alvarez if he's hitting they're not gonna lose so I'm taking them Bryce Harper really shout out to him in his postseason him and Reese Hoskins have became Philly legends but I just don't see Philadelphia doing it I I really I'm pulling for the Astros I don't want to see the Phillies win shit well as soon as I get everybody's on the Astros I'm on the Phillies well, I want Dusty Baker to get a chip. That's that's another big motivator for me. Him, I want him to get a ring. That seems like a lot big motivator for a lot of people. But I'm on the I'm on the Phillies. Did you, you see me? today? Like some some people were talking about like what is next for the Yankees? Should they fire Aaron Boone after they just got through the ALCS? Like what? What are we doing? I mean, what's next is uh, hope and pray that you don't have to play the Astros in the playoffs. Yeah, seriously. Or maybe yeah. isn't it crazy that like Aaron Judge hit sixty two home runs in the regular season and then just like didn't want to play in the postseason? Yeah, 
God forbid the roof be open too. I mean, just <laughs> playing a dome. I can't believe they complain about that. Oh, well, yeah. Man, well, you, but, you know, the, the Yankees better be worried about how they keep that kid because he's going to make a lot of money. I bet you Steve Cohen is in the absolute bag and he goes across town. That's kind of where I'm thinking things are going to go, but that's looking way ahead. Hmm. Well, the World Series starts on Friday. Should be should be a good one. How many games do you think it goes? Five or six. Five or six. I don't think it goes a full seven. Yeah, I'm not feeling that either. Five or six is good. One. I'll go Phillies in six. All right. Let's get to recapping the weekend. Um, and college football start on Saturday. Um, there's some big games we picked. Um, we were all on the Qs. So good job. Um, the Q's did cover, um, and they looked like they were going to win until they finally, until um, they took out Gluck Gluck. Uh, they brought in K Klubnik. It, it, you, if you watch the game, it immediately just had a spark to it. Even though, if you look at his stats, he literally only threw four passes, completed nineteen for nineteen yards, um, and ran for fifteen. But which is crazy. Like going back, thinking when I was watching that game, it seemed like he was doing so much, but he was really just, I guess, getting the Will Shipley was really doing it all for uh, Clemson. He had one hundred seventy-two yards on the ground. Yeah, um, man. So. And that uh, that little two-point play that the quarterback he did have that mm-hmm. one. The two-point yeah, nuts. he did have that. Um, and Sarah, and Clemson was able to come back and win. They do. They are saying now that you know uh, DJ is still the quarterback, um, but I guess it's good to have Klubnik in the back pocket. Give you that Kelly Bryant, Trevor Lawrence vibes from you know way back when, um, mm-hmm. when they were when they're creeping on. But uh, Syracuse, man, I mean, I, it if you if you don't remember a few years ago, Syracuse was in Clemson, same situation, we're winning the whole game. Trevor Lawrence actually had to come yeah. out. Chase Bryce came in and saved the day. Um, Syracuse just cannot get it done, Death Valley. Well, they just started committing a ton of penalties. Like they had the game in the bag. They just kept giving it away. Like they they gave Clemson like when Kubelik was in, they gave him like a third and twenty. They just hit him late out of bounds, kept the drive going, they ended up scoring. So like just that instead of getting the ball back just made a massive difference. Mm-hmm. Um Clemson, seven out of Syracuse. Um, you know, not not to say their season's over, but a lot of best season they probably had in a while, but uh, probably going to be forgotten about by the end of the year. Uh, Ole Miss LSU, what a game! LSU, Ole Miss started off that game so hot, up seventeen three in Death Valley, had them all silenced, and literally since that moment they were up seventeen three, the game got completely out of hand. LSU would not stop running up and down the field. Um, Jaden Daniels had himself. A game. I mean, this look. We talked about it. You know, the 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 odds makers had LSU favored. Um, and I guess for good reason. I mean, they literally smoked them after from the second quarter on. This game was all LSU. The second half was an absolute bloodbath. The fourth quarter was an absolute bloodbath. Um, and LSU, uh, Ryan Kelly, for now, got his signature win. Um, as the LSU head coach, and they're back in the top 25. And if you look at it, I mean, you know, obviously there are a lot of speculation. A lot of things have happened. Um, but you're looking at the SEC West, and you've got Alabama, LSU, Ole Miss, all sent with one loss. Um, and LSU and Bama are going to play next week. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not getting crazy. I'm not saying things like that. The week after that, too, by the way. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying what, you know, you think I'm saying, but, I mean, if LSU can pull one off against Bama, 
all of a sudden, we're looking at LSU as the top team in the West. Just like that, man. Just like that. Listen, Jaden Daniels, if they if they pull this off and go in that mediocre rise like what you're talking about, Jaden Daniels is going to go to New York. Uh, just the way he's playing right now, if he keeps this up, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard not to not to put him there. Um, it's a heck of a two- or three-game stretch. I'm going to say that I ignited the hot streak by going to see them in the swamp. Jaden Daniels, <laughs> the thing on us, and now he's just kept it rolling, but – Dude, at the beginning of that game, I'm like you. I thought Ole Miss was going to score 70 at one point. <laughs> I thought it was the bag. They were just doing whatever they wanted to, and all of a sudden it just changed all on time. But LSU, man, the dudes are freaking back. That place was rocking, too. Literally, LSU and Bama, like at the beginning of the season, didn't look like any type of matchup. Now this game is in Death Valley, nighttime, 7 o'clock on ESPN next weekend. And uh, all wide, you know, the fucking nightcap to after watching a Georgia Tennessee game that's supposed to be good and supposed to be just as intense. Um, that's just, it's crazy to think about. We're going to, the race is here. Um, UCLA and Oregon, a smoke show for Oregon. I mean, they absolutely smoked UCLA. This game was never close um, at all. Um, or, Bo Nix has. I don't know if you've seen the Bo Nix stats like since the Georgia game, but he has literally been tearing it up. In this game, he had five touchdowns, only six incompletions. Um, he can run the ball. He had over 50 yards rushing. Um, he has had himself a good time playing in the Pac-12. Dude, I mean, you think his coaches have been bad recently or what? I mean, Brian Harson, Gus Malzahn, now you get out west. Things are kind of moving a little faster. I mean – I'm not going to say I didn't say this, but I thought Bo Nix had the capability to be good. But, he, dude, he's literally like doing the same thing Mariota was when he was at Oregon back in the day. It's like uh, it's very similar. Yeah, I and mean, it's like I said, I mean, the SEC is not for everybody. You head out at West, things get a little easier. I mean, we saw him play an SEC team this year, and he couldn't even get in the end zone. You know, ever since yeah. then, though, it's been, it's been pretty smooth sailing. Yeah, it was his first, the first game of the season, and I think you know, Georgia in comparison to Oregon, between getting a coaching change and all this and that, and kind of knowing. I mean, Kirby knew Dan Lanning better than just about anybody else would, so he kind of knows what's going to come from that defense, and they just went out and absolutely shredded those dudes. Week one is. Luckily, Oregon lost at the perfect time. If you want to have any kind of inkling of a chance, like that is the best week to lose week one. Do you think that a 46-point loss is way too much, you know, to like even still kind of make the playoff if Oregon was to win out, win the Pac-12, like sit at 12-1? and Do you think 46 points is, you know, kind of just way too much? I think it depends on what happens to Georgia. Like if Georgia loses a game, I mean, if Tennessee takes them down, then I think they're kind of toast. But if Georgia ends up being the number one team, 12 and 0 or 13 and 0, whatever. Be hard to keep Oregon yeah. out if there's a 12 champ. And if you think about that most likely scenario that, you know, Georgia, you know, wins out, they're sitting at one. Um, you would think that Oregon was going to do it. They were going to go 12 and 1 creep in. They would probably send at four. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but one versus four this year. So I can uh, impeach. We'll run it back another 49 to 3. Whipping. Dude, I was look, I was slick looking at those tickets the other day. They're not bad. I think I might have to pull up to the Peach Bowl. I've been to three straight Peach Bowls. I would love to keep make it four. So, uh, Texas and Oklahoma State, you know, it's Big Twelve football, so it's whatever. But Oklahoma State did come back and win this game, and they're sitting in the top ten now. One loss, kind of looking like the Big Twelve. Uh, I mean, between them and TCU, I mean, they did lose to TCU actually. So, you know, they're kind of 
um, you know, sitting on the outside, but they probably, you know, if they, if they handle their business, uh, which it looks like they're going to, um, and, it, um, you know, barring any bedlam other than that, their schedule is pretty smooth sailing. Um, you know, they'll, they'll maybe get a chance to avenge that loss to TCU later in the C, or in the big 12 championship game. But just when everybody puts, you know, Texas back on the pedestal they're you know, they lose another game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I think the Texas has been like, ever since you saw what they did against Alabama, people are going to give them more credit. It's amazing what playing good against Bama can do for a team. Cause I mean, really that's pretty much just about what they've done. I mean, they took down a ranked opponent like two weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, but, you know, Texas, Oklahoma State's a good team now. I don't think they're any kind of slouch. Texas is not exactly where they need to be. And um, I don't know, man. It's just, you know, sometimes you got to take them on the chin. And Texas took one on the chin this week for show. Yeah. And then, uh, so nightcap, Alabama smoked Mississippi State. Mississippi State had, like, the first drive of the game had some momentum. And then after that, it was just absolutely nothing. They couldn't do anything. It was, it was, if you've ever like paid attention to Alabama, Mississippi State, I mean, it's the same thing over and over. Alabama always smokes them. And uh, Jameer Gibbs is just an absolute monster. An absolute monster. Yeah, um, man. And, got to see what they do then, next week. Bama's got a heck of a two weeks coming up here. LSU all Miss. And then uh, Kansas, TCU stays undefeated against Kansas State, a game they came back in. And um, like I said, it's Pick 12 football. I was actually sitting there watching it for a little bit, and I just – I can't get into Big 12 football. It just doesn't do anything. I'm sitting there watching this game, and it's just like teams covered in purple on FS1. Um, I'm also a big supporter of that other – or a big you know, advocate of other than the big noon kickoff. I don't need to watch college football on Fox because it just doesn't hit. If it's not Gus Johnson, I don't want to hear it on Fox. You mean Pac-12 after dark, though? Like something that you're putting a little money line sprinkling here and there? <laughs> I quit doing that like week three. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, week week eight in the books. Cannot believe it. The playoff rankings will be out a week from today. Um, that'll be interesting. A lot of you know, I was looking at watching the show earlier, and Kirk Herbstreit and Reese Davis, some of these guys are putting Tennessee over Georgia, and obviously they're going to play. So whatever you know, the, the committee comes out with, um, and it you know will it'll, it'll it won't be subjective. You know, they'll they'll play each other, and you'll you'll find out who's better. So. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how those rankings are going to look um, a week from today. A week from today, it's when it all gets real. All this AP poll stuff that we've been living off for a little bit. You know, it's fun, it's cute, but literally means nothing a week from today. Yeah, man, I'm over. I, I look at the coaches' poll. I'm over the AP poll. I mean, they just give people too much credit. <laughs> uh, all right, week eight in the books. Week seven in the NFL as well. Um, it all started with a uh, Andy Dalton's smoke show on Thursday night. That was hilarious. Growing um, up six, buddy. And then um, on Sunday, the um, the Falcons came back to reality. Joe Burrow absolutely torched them. It was a very um, ugly, tough game to watch. As a Falcons fan, um, it, it just there, you never thought you had a chance um, at any point in that game. Um, and Jake's not here to, you know, have an argument about Desmond Ritter or Marcus Mariota, but he's, you know, just for record, he he still thinks Desmond Ritter should be playing, even though he himself has probably watched one Falcons game this season because um, he's too busy supporting the Jags. So, um, 
you know, just saying that. But Joe Burrow did tear us up. Jamar Chase tore us up. There was literally, but again, again, we are missing like every starting uh, player in the secondary. Yeah, when AJ Terrell goes down against Jamar Chase and T Higgins, you're going to have a tough day, especially if Joe Burrow isn't getting uh, anybody like in his lap because the Falcons don't have a pass rush. Um, just seen this one right on the wall. I know we were kind of trying to ride the wave. Falcons are hot. Falcons are doing the thing. But man, if they listen, if they get behind, it's kind of a tough sled. Yeah, it is. No doubt about it. Um, the, uh, the Cowboys beat the Lions um, in a defensive masterpiece, but Dallas Cowboys. I mean, um, I had the Cowboys in fantasy on defense. So hold on. I can tell you what their stats were uh, two interceptions, six points allowed, five sacks. Four, four, four forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries. How many points was that? 26. Good Lord, dude, that is a nuts leak. Uh, uh, your defense, man. Yeah, and so uh, a number one defense in the in fantasy, by the way. It's called being a good GM right there, finding value. Um, but smoke the Lions at home, Dak's first game back. Uh, you know, it, it's crazy – you just didn't, it, it's crazy that the Cowboys were able to get to their four and two stance with Cooper Rush and win games, win big games like the Giants and the Bengals and the Rams. Um, and, and now their schedule um, looks pretty favorable. I mean, they got the Bears this week and then they'll play the Packers who don't look great. Um, and then they, you know, they got a stretch where they play the Vikings, the Giants, you know, who they've already beat. Um, and then they have the Colts, who we'll talk about that in a second. But if you look at the remaining schedule, the Cowboys are definitely probably going to be in the playoffs. Uh, what they do when they get there, who knows? Uh, and for the Lions, um, just I guess, what is your take on uh, Dan Campbell and like how much longer of a leash can you have? Because the first four weeks, you know, you score a lot of points. Um, it's obviously just you know something you, you feel like there's some momentum. I mean, they lost to the Eagles by three. Um, they you know they lose to the Vikings by four. They out, they duel it out with the Seahawks, you know, lose by three. But then the last two weeks, I mean, they're shut out by the Patriots, twenty nine nothing. Then they go on a bye and they come back and they look like this uh, offensively after having great offensive uh, production the first four weeks. I mean, um, you know, it's year two. Dan Campbell has maybe like what four wins. Um, you know, it's Detroit, but uh, even after watching it personally for me, even after watching Hard Knocks, I just wasn't. You know, you gotta like Dan Campbell. You gotta like the emotion, the energy. But you also just have to feel and see that like the team is so bad that he he just doesn't seem like he's you know it, it seemed like he was coaching a little league when I was watching Hard Knocks so and that just seems like what it is compared to the rest of the NFL right now for the for the Lions. Yeah, well, <clears throat> he's an offensive coach, and at the beginning of the year they were doing really good on offense. They just couldn't freaking stop nobody. I mean, they lost like forty eight, forty five one game. That is ridiculous. Um, for that to happen in the NFL is just absolutely bonkers. But, I mean, I think the Lions are just like – they've gotten really, really, really beat up at this point. Like They are really hurt. They don't have many weapons to start. And when Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift are out for the Lions, they're left at the toils of Jared Goff, who I think turned the ball over a little bit too much on Sunday. So – uh, I mean, he threw two picks. QBR was a 20. Um, he's 21 for 26. And homeboy lost two fumbles as well. So he turned the ball over four times alone. You're, it's going to be hard to beat Dallas. And, I mean, it's not like Dallas did anything crazy. I mean, Dak looked kind of 
kind of average to me. I don't know how you thought, but I mean, like, I mean, his stat line ain't bad, but really, you know, he didn't he didn't do anything that wild. He's mean. no Cooper Rush. No, no, <laughs> the the Cowboys defense won this game. There's no doubt about that. But I don't know, man. I think Dan Campbell. You just it seems like Detroit is at least competitive now. And before that, they weren't. So I don't know. I guess that's a step in the right direction. But you know, two years is usually what an NFL coach will get before they try and do something different. So we'll see. I still think he's a good coach, though. Um, Colts and Titans. Um, Matty Ice. R.I.P. Man. R.I.P. Um, all all you need to know the team that's they're, they're bad. They're not good. I mean, they're not. They're bad. I mean, Jonathan Taylor has not been Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I mean, that Ryan leads the league. That's the main thing. Um, Matt Ryan leads the league in interceptions. Um, he was benched. I mean, I mean, the Titans won this game nineteen ten. I don't. I didn't pay attention to it. Um, but the, the, I mean, Matt Ryan's bench. Obviously, he's got like a separated shoulder. Some things they're talking about. But I mean, Frank Wright came out and said that the plan is for Sam Ellinger to be the starter the rest of the season. Um, and you know, you just have to, you know, say your thoughts and prayers to Matt Ryan's career at this point. I mean, because it's 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 probably over and done with. No, it's over, man. I don't think he may have another day as a backup next year somewhere. But like. Unless Ellinger gets hurt, if this thing's wraps, and it's really, it's really a shame to see because honestly, like when he went to Indy, everybody's talking about the run game and this O line, but he don't. He's got one receiver, and you know Matt Ryan had dealt with that in Atlanta the last couple of years as well, and it's just, you know, I feel like he can still play. However, he's just he's turning the ball over so much. He's the most sacked. He's got the most interceptions and he's got the most fumbles in the league. So I mean, you can't you can't play that. No, so you can't. Stuff. Um, the Commanders beat the Packers. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. They are so washed. So washed. I mean, they just gave Aaron Rodgers like what? What was it? Fifty million a year? Forty million a year? For the next yeah, three. They, they look like. Freaking a wreck team on offense. He threw for 200 yards. Their receivers are so bad. Like, I don't know how any of their receivers are NFL receivers. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty tough. On Sammy Watkins is wide receiver, too. You know, you're not you're not in a good spot. No. No, they need to sign Odell ASAP, pal. A- ASAP. ASAP. Shout out Taylor Heineke. Shout out to Brian Robinson. For getting, I don't mean, I don't know the severities of getting shot, but, you know, can't be he's good. Been, he's pretty been pretty good for a guy that got shot. Is he on uh is he on the waiver wire on fantasy or what? No, Brett has Brett has him. Um already looked. But um the uh yeah, commanders with a big win. Staying that's two wins in a row for them, at the three and four. You know, they're obviously in the hardest division in football, so they're probably not gonna do much, but you know, good momentum. Um well, just but, as much as the Packers. The fact that they have the same record as the Packers is just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Bucks, Panthers. Oh my goodness! Another one, man. Uh, last week, they can't score. Tom Brady cannot score. Now it's now we can you know we should throw at least one flag on uh, Mike Evans for missing the absolute free pass in the first quarter. Yeah, um, how that happened? Everything changed after that. Uh, 
But oh my goodness, I mean that that was just wow, dude. I don't know what you can say. I I feel like I hate to say this because, and it's gonna sound like I'm dick riding. I promise you, I'm not. Brady is still like a top. He's rated this year as a top ten quarterback, and his O line is not good. And I swear, Byron Leftwich and um, without Bruce Arians like on the sideline to it, like help the offense, they look incompetent. Like I feel like Brady's doing everything at this point, and it's unreal to see him at three and four. However, the crazy part is. Their division sucks. They'll probably still win the division, even though they're three and four now. He'll probably find a way to host a playoff game. He'll probably find a way back into a conference championship game just because it's him. So, I, you know, it's really bad for Tampa. It's a long season. Um, you know, every team's going to probably have a stinker every year. You know, you're going to have at least one. But Byron Leftwich better get his life together because on offense they look garbage. Do we think it's because they don't have Antonio Brown? Is it time to start asking that question? Dude, his Twitter, <laughs> his Twitter this weekend is was nuts. unbelievable. Did you see the picture he tweeted of the shirt that he was selling? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All and he's like, all proceeds go to charity or whatever. That <laughs> would for fatherless kids. Yeah, that's insane. Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's funny. It's so funny. I mean, they lost to the Panthers, who are literally bottom tier. Um, so the Giants and Jack McCaffrey, and they're they're taking dubs. PJ Walker was the quarterback. Yeah, shout out DJ Moore getting him a tutty. Um, Giants Jags Giants get another one, dude. Six and one. They're definitely the surprise of the NFL this year. Um, I don't think there's really any. I mean, them and the Jets obviously, but I mean, Giants have another more one more win. Um, the Jags, look, you know, I. You know, Jake would Jake would be obviously great to have on right now because he could sit here and you know kind of tell us what went on, um, but they, it looks like they blew it late, and the Giants are just Daniel Jones is just having himself. I mean, contract year showing up, dude had over a hundred yards rushing, hundred yards rushing on eleven carries and another two hundred on the uh, through the air. The tutty on both sides. I mean, only sacked once. I think that was a big thing. He was usually, you know, it seemed like a lot like throughout early in his career, he was just fumbling, getting sacked all the time. He's staying up, and good things are happening. I mean, against this Jags D that you know you guys were raving about last week. You know, I mean, obviously they got great players, but um, I mean the Giants. I mean, how about it, Brian Dable? It is unbelievable that they keep pulling out these dubs. And that game, the ending of it apparently was kind of crazy, but. It just seems like, man, they just keep pulling him out. And Daniel Jones, just like you said, he's paying himself into some money right now because maybe it's a Brian Dable thing, but he's he's getting these quarterbacks that can halfway throw and can run. I mean, I know Josh Allen can do more than just halfway throw. But I mean, Daniel Jones has got wheels similar to him, not as powerful at least, but he gets loose and he's actually sneaky fast. Um, the Giants, man, they, may, they, get, they guess they may keep on winning. I just cannot see them keeping this pace up. Like, this is just crazy. It is. It is. That's a great word to describe it. Crazy. Uh, so the Ravens and the Browns. Ravens finally held. Um, there was the end of that game where um, it looked like nobody moved on the Browns' offensive line, and 
They got called for a false start. It kind of looks like maybe the center moves or the long snapper kind of moved the ball a little bit. That's only my guess. But like, did you see that? I think John Hartbow slipped them refs a five, five ski and said, "Hey, I think I saw some movement." And they were like, "You're right." I really yeah. like them. Um, they got it done in the um. Yeah, I mean the Browns, the Browns are in a bad spot right now. I think it's uh. Yeah, without without some miracle wins in their next four games against the Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, and Bucks, those are their next four games. Those are the last four without Deshaun Watson. Um, they're probably done for the year, if you, if I had to guess. Just keep giving the ball to Nick Chubb and you know, giving me points in fantasy. That's all I've got to say about the Browns. The Ravens, I mean, they needed that win so bad that they would have lost. They would have been in a terrible spot. Yeah, about that time they didn't fold a game. Congrats to Baltimore. Uh, the Jets and the Broncos. I mean, the, the Broncos didn't have Russell Wilson, and, you know, they sucked. But they sucked with them. Um, and the Jets, 5-2. and two, They just play, it seems like, efficient football, just doing enough to not get beat. It seems like that's what they're doing every single week. Um, Brees Hall, he goes down. So that's a little tough. Um, but... You know, the Jets five and two, and you look at their schedule. You know they got the Patriots this week. You know who knows? You know it's the Patriots, so who knows? But I mean, right now it looks like they should win the game. Um, and then Bills after that, that'll be you know a Brutal. game that potential could game potential potentially could be you know mean a lot in the AFC East. Um, and then back to the Patriots and then the Bears. So I mean they've got you know some favorite. I mean and then they close the season. Uh, Lions, Jags, and Seahawks. I mean, Jets are. I mean, the Jets are a team to talk about. Yeah, and they just went out and replaced uh, Brees Hall with James Robinson today too. Um, defense for them won this game. The Broncos are. They hack is not going to make it past this year. I don't think. Brett Rippon looked incompetent. Uh, they had a <laughs> one of the plays that he like threw a ball. It was like not even close, and the announcer of the game was like, "Yeah, he." air mailed at 30 yards away from the receiver like you're an NFL quarterback dude and you're missing that bad you couldn't even hit the side of a house but the Broncos had a chance there at the end man they started throwing at Sauce Gardner like what what the hell are we doing <laughs> such a bad idea the Jets I mean they they loaded up on defense in the draft paying off for them yeah, um man. The Raiders and the Texans, I mean, this was who cares, you know. Um, Texans yeah, suck. Raiders should have won this game. Josh Jacobs went off. Um, Josh Jacobs is a beast. I also have him in fantasy, so go me. Um, and then Seahawks, Chargers. I mean, this was – I think we need to have a discussion about the Chargers and how they just, like, seem to, you know, not be as good as they're supposed to be. Uh, well, they're really banged up. I mean, you got to consider that. But, yeah, they're still not playing good. Dude, they've been putting Herbert out there with, like, a fractured rib for four weeks, and I think he's scared to get hit, and that O-line is not helping him. They're really, really injured up front. Um, things ain't looking I mean, good. Man, Staley better be – maybe he needs to start packing his stuff up. I don't know. I mean, it's also like – I mean, Austin Eckler, you know, I love it for me. You know, I've got him in fantasy, but, like, he is the leading receiver, like, Every game, he's he's probably the leading receiver on the team. He has yeah, well, 
know, Joe, Justin Herbert, like pushing the ball down the field has not been occurring. Well, Keenan Allen also ain't been there, so that don't help him at all. But and defensively, I mean, they, you know, you go get Khalil Mack, and I mean, I'm pretty sure Bosa's still out, but yeah, you're right. They're a little banged up, but I mean, they're and JC Jackson's gone for the year now, too. Do they pay all that money to? So, not looking great for the Chargers. I mean, it's. You know, it's it's the Chiefs' division at this point. I mean, it, if it, you don't see that, it's pretty obvious. Um, the Chiefs, speaking of the Chiefs, the Chiefs 49ers. Uh, McCaffrey didn't play a lot in this game. Um, I get, you know, he is coming, like, in on two days, like, knowing everything, so it makes sense in that aspect. Uh, but Jimmy G was absolutely horrendous, um, which I guess you kind of expect out of him in a big game. Obviously, he still had, you know, he, he put up decent numbers, but if you watch the game, he was – Missing, I mean, yeah. I mean, he he's taking sacks when he shouldn't take sacks, throwing picks when he's not supposed to throw picks. Um, I mean, so bad that just they threw Brock Purdy in there for you know shits and giggles at the end of the game. Um, but the Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs are just you know the, the Kansas City Chiefs. It doesn't matter they don't have Tyreek Hill. Um, Miko Hardman had the game of his career. Um, I mean, they just they they find ways to do it. And, and Juju Smith Schuster, who people were really getting a hard time you know he is you know top 15 receiver in the league right now you'd have to say i mean doing pretty well, well when you're playing with patrick mahomes you're probably going to do pretty well as a receiver or tight end uh miko oh you know i was talking shit about miko literally like this past week like dude, he's literally good for catching a little bubble screen and getting out of bounds after about five yards that's all i've all, ever thought of him to be and of course he goes out and gets three touchdowns this week. Whatever. But and, um, uh, shout out Malik for the fumble recovery. Yeah, shout out Malik. He uh he actually was in on a lot of the action. He's playing a lot more than what he was and uh I had some good plays, had some bad plays, that's for sure. I've seen him on a couple highlight reels for Trent Williams and Kittle, but I mean, he did recover a fumble. Yeah, welcome to the league. Um, and then the Steelers, Dolphins, um, another snoozer of a Sunday night. Literally a scoreless <laughs> second half. Um, Kenny Pickett cannot stop throwing it to the other team. He, he you know, and, and you know what's crazy is when he throws to George Pickens, he just catches it every single time. Six targets, six catches, a huge snag in the end zone. Pretty crazy sequence um, Sunday night watching that game. Uh, my friend Parker Mackey, Steelers fan. Um, you know who he is. I was texting him literally during the game, and I have it right here. I screenshotted it. Uh, where you know I said, um, "Can we please throw the ball to George Pickens?" Um, as soon as I sent that text, he got his first target of the game. Um, throughout that drive, he got two more targets, and then uh, caught all three passes. Then we're talking fantasy, blah blah blah. And I say, "I'm already up." In my matchup, probably going to win. Want to hit 200 points. Let's hit George Pickens on a fade route. And literally, I look up, and they throw George Pickens a fade touchdown. It was like everything I said came to fruition. You need to start telling everybody. Yeah, and um, that was the only touchdown they had. Uh, Yeah, like you said, Pickens kept throwing it away. I mean, Tua was back. You know, we we haven't brought that up yet, but Tua was back. He looked, you know, pretty good at the start. He probably should have thrown like five interceptions this game. The Steelers oh, DBs dropped like everything that came their way. Yeah, they they couldn't catch a cold. Um, it was a really interesting decision as well for McDaniel not taking three points towards the end of that game just because Pickett hadn't been playing well. 
and things kind of a little yeah. dicey there. About a minute and a half left just because he didn't do that. Um, Dolphins yeah, won really the game. But if he, yeah, if he if he would have taken the three, you know, if you didn't, if you lose that game, you're going to be talked about in a very bad light, in Miami, for a good little while until you win a couple big ones. But um, he pulled it off. I mean, McDaniel's back. The two is there. It's good to see him. A little scary to see him put his head down and try and truck a dude the other night, but more power to you, pal, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, Monday night, take the floor, Caleb. Um, <clears throat> well, we we couldn't cover nobody. I don't I have, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. We turned the ball over a bunch, too. Like, Mac didn't play good, and then Bailey Zappi came in through two picks. Um, looked good for a little bit. I mean, what are we doing? We're just taking dudes out, just putting them back in, taking dudes out, putting them back in. I mean, I, I really don't know what's going on there, but Chicago looked unbelievably good on offense, and they got hot really fast during the game. It was 10-7 at one point, and then, like, I started doing schoolwork, and I look up, it's freaking 26-14 to just because, you know, we went down and got the lead, and then they responded right back with a good little drive. Um, I think they kicked a field goal <clears throat> before half and then went back out. And we were just, from there on, nothing on offense. We could do nothing. So Yep. The Bailey's Appy Magic was going crazy on Twitter. And then, like, everyone kind of – like, literally, Twitter was just all, like, where's Mac Jones getting traded to? Where's Mac Jones getting traded to? Oh, after those first two drives. And then everything kind of stalled out and – it kind of went back to normal, but um, yeah, you're right. The bear, I kind of knew it was fucked when I was watching Monday Night Countdown and all you just saw all Patriots logos and like um, Booger McFarland just like shouting about how bad this game was going to be and like how the Patriots were just going to walk all over the Bears. Um, yeah, I kind of knew it was, you know, Bears, Bears all the way at that point. And Bears, uh, I mean, the money line was like plus three something. So, I mean, it was Vegas was stealing some money. Yeah, man, they uh, <clears throat> they really put it on us. New England just turned the ball over way too much, really what it came down to. Could never get nothing going. And um, <clears throat> I'm about over Matt Patricia calling plays on offense. <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> Still to this day, and probably every day for the rest of my life, it will never make sense why uh, Matt Patricia, who has never been an offensive person, is calling plays. Like they couldn't have found anybody, nobody. <laughs> I don't get it, man. I don't get it. But it is what it is. I know. I I don't think in terms of the quarterback controversy. I think Mike is the guy. Let Bailey be back up for a year if he wants to be the dude next year. You know, have an open com- competition. Um, we clearly know that we have at least a backup quarterback. But <clears throat> listen, they were going to put Mac in at the end of that game again, but because Bailey Zappi was turning the ball over, but score was too far gone, no point in putting your starter out there for no reason. I think Mac's still the guy. I think Mac needs to be the guy. And um, uh, we just got we got to be able to do something on offense. I mean, do we need to go hire somebody? I mean, let's bring in Chip Kelly or something real quick just to because, because, I mean, we got to do something. Also, Some, shout out to Jaquan Brisker to make that freaking nuts interception on uh, Mac Jones at the very beginning of the game. That thing was that was a wild catch. 
All power to him. All right, Deep Shot Podcast, episode 105. Any last words? No, man, I'm looking forward. College football starting to freaking heat up. The next three weeks going to be nuts. Um, I cannot wait. How are we feeling? Uh, not good, pal. Not good. I think they're going to steamroll us because, you know, they got they got to get, uh, you know, they're going to be on a mission. They get amped up. Yeah, man. You know, Florida will probably play their best, so we'll see. I'm excited for that. We got that. We got Georgia, Tennessee. We got Alabama, Ole Miss, Alabama, LSU. Uh, there's some big ones coming up. Yeah. All right. Wrap it up. Episode 105. I don't know.